Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Brian Dutcher Show. Brian Dutcher Show. Live from on the border in Mission Valley. Do it The Brian Dutcher Show is brought to you by Kaiser Permanente. Live well, be well, and thrive. San Diego Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. It's time to get up and go to San Diego Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Mission Valley between the 163 and 805 or online at sandiegojeep.com. Now here's John Schaefer, Judson Richards, and the coach. Well, it's time to talk San Diego State basketball. The Aztecs get a dominant victory last night, an entire hour, right here on Extra 1360 with head basketball coach Brian Dutcher. We are also live. We've taken the show on the road yet again on the border in Mission Valley. We invite you to come on out, hang out. Plenty of people here. That's right, a good crowd in hand. We'd love to uh, get some questions throughout the show. If you come on out as well. In fact, John Schaefer and I just put down uh, maybe about four pounds of <laughs> chips and salsa. That was, have a lot. Uh, that was perfect. <laughs> Dutcher, did you get a chance to eat a little bit? I know we had a busy day today. I had a couple chips with uh, my wife, who's here, and uh, our friends in town from uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. And so we're enjoying ourselves out here tonight. That's right. We're heading that direction uh, next week on Extra 1360. Get ready for the Super Bowl as well. So a lot of people going there, come to San Diego. That's a good idea. You were just telling us a little bit about uh, the day that you have. You know, a lot of people think that uh, being head basketball coach is strictly either on the court or in front of a whiteboard, uh, especially at this level of high, high Division One basketball. It is far, far more than just X's and O's. Yeah, a lot more responsibility. You know, I... The one thing I like as an assistant is uh, I would have spent all day today getting ready for Vegas. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had my coaches show, TV show, to tape at 9. I had the coaches, head coaches luncheon at 11.30. And then on the border here tonight with you guys, which I love, at 6. And so uh, that's the, the great thing about having a, a coaching staff that's been with you a long time. You know that they're getting work done. They're getting me up to speed as quickly as they can. But there's a lot more responsibility, obviously, with being a head coach. What about uh, after last night's game? Did you guys practice this afternoon as well, getting ready for a UNLV on Saturday? Oh, yeah, we practiced today, too. Oh, that too. as well. <laughs> but, yeah, we went at 1 o'clock, and, you know, we, we watched some uh, things we need to do better and some things we did well from last night's Colorado State game. Uh, went on the floor for about an hour and a half, and then after practice watched a little tape on UNLV to try to get their mind uh, turned off Colorado State and turned on to UNLV, who's got a, you know, a very talented team, uh, uh, it'll be a, a real a barn burner at the Thomas and Max Saturday night. You know, with, with the win that you had last night, and we'll get into it, a dominant, dominant win over Colorado State. Uh, a lot of players, in fact, seven players scoring in double figures. Can you feel that out at a practice, especially after dropping three straight, getting back on track? At practice, did you feel the momentum, the energy coming off of that win last night? Yeah. You know, after the three-game losing streak, I just told him, you know, we, can, we can't watch film our way out of this slump, although we watch film. We can't talk our way out of the slump. Although we talked about it, all we can do is work our way. And so they went on the floor. They gave me two really good days of practice. And so I felt good leading into that game last night. And so uh, all the hard work and practice was reflected in the way they played last night. And it, it was fun to have a breather, you know. And I told them, you know, we've been obsessing about losing the last three games in the last five minutes. But uh, I'm more concerned with playing a full 40 minutes. You know, I thought we were sloppy the second half at New Mexico to start the second half and gave them some easy baskets and. I told him, let's not worry about the last five. If we play the way we're supposed to play for the first 35, it won't be in doubt. And it turned out to be that way against Colorado State. We talked a little bit about this postgame last night, but the team's been so unselfish. The only way you can have seven players in double figures is if you are unselfish. Uh, that's something, obviously, that's a trait that's being taught in practice, the way they're distributing the basketball and having that success this year. Yeah, we show them tape daily about all the unselfish plays they make. And uh, we had 35 baskets, and 25 of them were assisted, which is as high as you're going to get. And, yeah, we got guys that sometimes will drive in there and force a shot up, but uh, I don't show them a lot of that. I'm more like, let's show them what it looks like when they do the right thing instead of always criticizing when they don't because 
the tendency at that point is the team's going to go, look at him. He shouldn't have taken that shot. Look at him. I'd rather have him look and say, wow, I want to make the play that was just shown on tape. So I'm playing upon the positive when I look at the offense. And maybe the defense were a little harder on him, you know, showing them mistakes they're making and the team's making. But offensively, I think we're playing well, and I want to keep that momentum going. Hey, visit On the Board of Mexican Grill and Cantina for San Diego's best happy hour. You'll find food and drink specials on the 3 4 and $5 menu every day from 3 to 7, 9 till close, and all day Sunday and Monday. Visit On the Border in Mission Valley, Mira Mesa, El Cajon, and Escondido. Now, uh, this is our third consecutive Brian Dutcher show. It's still uh, somewhat new to Extra 1360. So, again, you can come out to On the Border, see the show live. You can also jump in. We'll take your phone calls, 570-1360. You can talk to Brian Dutcher. Uh, directly. We'll get into UNLV. Also continue to celebrate uh, that win uh, against Colorado State last night. You know, Dutch, I, I thought about what we've talked about Max Montana. Max has been a, a big a big focal point, and, you know, it, I, I think it's because of his talent, although he's not a, a Trey Keller Malik Pope, but we, he's been, you know, an interesting figure. And I thought about, when I was in high school, I once had a coach said to me, because I did something against an opponent that I shouldn't have done. And so my next game, he ended up benching me, and he told me before the game, he said, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you to not play in the game. Now, at the time, it certainly hurt me more. But <laughs> the point that he was trying to make, I did think it bettered me down the road with the decision that he made. The decision that you made with Max a couple of games ago where he did not play, with the output that we saw last night, it felt like the decision that you made a week or so ago set him up for the game that he had last night against Carl. Say, what do you have, 22 points in 20 minutes, something similar to that? Yeah, he had a fantastic performance, and... Like I said, he might say, hey, if you play me against Fresno, we wouldn't be sitting here with a loss. <laughs> right. But it's, it's a fine line. So he, uh, you know, kids are going to get frustrated, just like we have our own kids get frustrated when they come home day to day. You know, you have to deal with that frustration. And so, you know, I didn't think he responded the way I wanted him to respond. And so, you know, I set him down against Fresno. And then to his credit and his uh, ability to put frustration behind him, he had great practices. He played really well at New Mexico. You know, long stretches, and he played great last night against Colorado State. And I told him after shoot-around in the afternoon, I, I told him, I said, Max, I think you're going to have your finest game as an Aztec tonight. And I think it was pretty uh, prophetic that he did. I mean, he stepped out and, and, and played phenomenal. And it's not just always shooting. Sometimes we just value Max as a shooter. But he defends, he rebounds, he drives and kicks the ball. And so he's a very rounded player, and, and if he continues – on this path, we're going to be very difficult to play against with the way he can stretch a defense. What do you tell a player like Max when the ball's not going in the basket? When you have someone that can shoot the way he can shoot, he can shoot 40 or 50% from beyond the arc. When it's not going his way, how do you make sure you know, he keeps shooting the basketball and uh, continues to you know, be aggressive on the offensive end? Just by letting him know he's more than a shooter, you know, that his game is growing, that he used to Maybe his first year here, drive in there and run people over. He doesn't do that anymore. He drives in, he moves the ball, he gets to the rim without running people over. He's a very good rebounder. You know, he's a defender, and if, you know, you'll notice when he's in there with Malik, he still takes the bigger guy. He had Carvaccio last night for Colorado State, so even though he's given up size and weight, he's very smart. He knows how to front, he knows how to position himself. And so Max's value as, as a player continues to grow. And uh, I have great faith in Max. And, and, uh, Hopefully that will be rewarded as we continue to move forward into Vegas on Saturday. You know, I've really felt for Trey Kell this season. His previous three years, first three years at San Diego State, he only missed one game. And I'm assuming it's been a pretty healthy season besides your minor aches and pains and whatnot. Uh, this year, uh, he's had the ankle injury, which is difficult for any athlete, especially a basketball player, cutting and moving. A uh, thigh bruise, which is... I mean, if anyone's at a dead leg, think of that not going away for weeks on a time and trying to play through it. And now... Walking, I read walking and running pneumonia. I guess he's running with pneumonia, but it's known as walking pneumonia. How is Trey doing? Well, he's doing about as good as he can be. Yeah. You know, he was he got sick before New Mexico, and we've had the cold going through the team, and so we thought it was a cold. So he didn't practice. He walked through some stuff, and he played against New Mexico, and we were hoping he'd just get better with time, like a cold. And he came in Monday and said he felt worse, so we put him with the doctors, and they told us he had bronchial pneumonia, which is walking pneumonia. And they put him on uh, antibiotics right away. And uh, uh, we thought he'd be a game-time decision. So they wanted to make sure his lungs were clear. There wasn't a lot of fluid in the lungs. And so they checked him out game day, said they had cleared him to play. And then Trey played one of his better games of the year. You know, so it's obviously we're, we're at our best when he's at his best. Mm -hmm. 
So when he struggles, sometimes we struggle. So it's good to see him playing like that, and hopefully that will continue uh, for the rest of the year that uh, he plays like the senior leader we know he is. You know, I, I think sometimes we forget seasonally with what you're going through, and I think, uh, you know, from being other parts of the country, as a basketball player, you are playing through the cold months of the year, uh, not only cold outside, but a lot of times cold's going on. Do you have to battle with, 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 with teammates sharing colds, locker rooms, dealing with things on a pretty regular basis, or is that rare? Yeah, if we get a guy that's really sick, you know, whether it's the flu or a really sore throat, we'll hold him out and keep him away from the team. You know, we'll quarantine him a little bit so he doesn't <laughs> spread those germs. So if we get a guy sick on the road, say we travel to uh, Wyoming and we get a guy all of a sudden come down sick, you know, we'll get him his own room. We'll take his roommate away and put him in his own room so they're not in the same room. You know, because again, run through a team. You know, if you get the flu and all of a sudden half the team has the flu, you're in bad shape. You know, so we we Sergio does a great job. Our medical staff, you know, Dr. Richburg, Dr. Bear, all our, our medical help have done a great job keeping us healthy and keeping on top of all those things that bother any team in the athletic department during a season. Are they, are they all going to say they have the flu in Las Vegas if they get their own room? Or? <laughs> hey, I'm going to be the only Everyone one. I'm going to be the only one with my own room in Vegas, and that's because I. I like to go to bed early, and I think I snore. So no one wants to ruin with me anyway. <laughs> you, you've talked about getting better on the defensive end. Because you scored nearly 100 points yesterday. You easily could have scored 100 points if that was the priority at the end of the basketball game. But when you talk about getting better defensively, what are some of the specifics you want to see from your team? You know you can improve in, in which areas defensively. You know, it's interesting. Dakari Allen came back. You know, he was in the G League and got waived. And I think he wanted to get waived instead of another deal. He's trying to get overseas on a second contract and he just said you know he he talked to the team and said how good the offense is he said better than we ever were he said but we we turn people's water off which means we got defensive stops Hmm. and he thinks you know you guys need to you guys need to be more dedicated to the defensive end you need to turn people's water off get those stops and so we you know that's the message we've been delivering but it always helps when a former teammate of theirs comes back and says what he sees and so you know, we, we made it more of an emphasis, even though we were playing well offensively at every timeout, we just emphasized the defense. Talked about getting stops, playing 40 minutes of defense, not having that lazy possession or two, which you have a tendency to do from time to time when things are going good on offense. You know, you think you're just going to outscore everybody. And so we talked a lot about defense this last game. And even though Colorado State shot a really nice percentage, I thought our intensity was higher, and that has to stay that way if we're going to have the season we want to have. It's time. Get up and go to San Diego Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Mission Valley between the 163 and 805 or online at sandiegojeep.com. A Sunroad dealership speaking of Mission Valley, this is where we are at On the Border Live for the Brian Dutcher Show. So we're going to talk about that UNLV matchup, plenty of other things to get to as well. We're going to take some questions uh, from right here from fans that have come out to see the Brian Dutcher Show. You can do show as well. You can also jump in 570-1360, 570-1360. You can ask questions about the Aztecs as they uh, knock off Colorado State last night and then get set for UNLV coming up on Saturday. More to come inside the Brian Dutcher Show on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. This is the Brian Dutcher Show. Live from on the border in Mission Valley on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Well, here we are live from on the border in Mission Valley. Come on out, say hi. We would love to see you, although a great turnout as well. We're taking your phone calls, 570-1360. We'll get some questions. On the other side, San Diego State will get set to take on UNLV. The Rebels 14-6 and on the year, 3-4 and inside the conference. The Aztecs approved a 4-4 four and four with a big win last night against Colorado State, one you heard right here on Extra 1360. John Schaefer did a great job. Part of that broadcast, again, the Aztecs 12-7 and seven after that win. Uh, Dutch, before we get back to uh, Aztecs Hoops Talks, are you a uh, are you a golf fan? Are you a golfer? Are you excited Tiger Woods in town? I know you won't be able to make it out there, but uh, what does Dutch do when he's not playing some hoops? I used to play some golf, but I wasn't very good, and then uh, my back started bothering me. I thought I'd better leave that alone. Yeah. So I love golf. I love the fact that uh, we have a, a major event here in San Diego. It's a great city. Bring people in here to en- enjoy uh, America's finest city and the weather and the golf at Torrey Pines and I think it's just a great event for the the city of San Diego. What do you do to unplug? Uh, Have you found what it? What do I do to unplug? <laughs> I'm really not that unplugged. Go for a drive? During the season, no. Yeah, take well, a drive, I mean, yeah. take a walk. I don't know. Hobbies. I, I guess we would go out of season. I don't, I don't expect you to be, you know, playing uh, 18 rounds a, a, or, eight, you know, 18 holes a week during season. But out of season, what are you up to? 
out of season, if I travel home to Minnesota, we go to the lake cabins. I like to fish a little bit, you know, maybe take the, the uh, kayak out and maybe a little uh, uh, surfboard, mm-hmm. something like that. Just some water events. Not, nothing too uh, highly strenuous, but uh, <laughs> enough just to get away from uh, the basketball for a week or two. When you're in season and you're prepping for the next opponent and you're practicing and you're doing media obligations, do you find yourself, do you throw on random games? Are you watching other Mountain West teams? Are you watching college basketball in general or not really? You know, I might throw a little bit of a game on from time to time, but it's like I always feel like I'm trying to play catch up for our next game. Mm-hmm. So all the opportunity I get, it's if the, the, the way it works now, I have every game UNLV's played. So I'll start from their last game, which is Fresno, and start working backwards. Mm-hmm. And so I might be three games back or four games back, and I'll feel like if I have free time, I should watch that fifth game. I should watch that, watch that sixth game just to look for that one play, that one tendency that might give us an advantage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm pretty obsessive-compulsive about making sure I'm prepared so I can prepare the team. So there, is, there isn't a lot of free time. I, you know, even though you know, I, I enjoy uh, what I do, it, it, it's a lot of work, and you have to put the work in if you want to be good. How do you decide when you, when you watch film as an assistant or a head coach, and you might see 100 things as a coach and over your experience, that you, you, but you only can relay so much, right? Like you're, you're not going to relay 100 things to your players and say, we need to do these 100 things well on Saturday. How do you des- decide the priorities and some of the things – that you wish you were able to tell them, but you, you can't go to 51 and 52 and 53 on the list. Exactly. You're trying to just give them the most important things, not everything, because you don't want them bogged down by information. Yeah. So we, we, we try to study it all because that's what we do. We understand it. We've watched so much. But it's like teaching a class. If you're teaching math, you know that 20% of the students are going to understand everything you're teaching. And you're going to have 40% that understand some. And no matter how much you see, teach, there's going to be 20% that can't really comprehend what you're telling them. And so basketball is no different. You know, some of the guys understand everything instantly. Some of the guys, the more you show them, the more they get it. And there's some guys that just can't relate film to play. And so those are the guys you have to walk through things on the floor. You know, you might show them on tape and they might see it, but they don't really get it until you take them out there and say, okay, let's walk through this on the floor. And then they learn that way. So everybody learns different, and we just try to find out what's the best way to get all that information across to the team without bogging them down with it. Visit On the Board of Mexican Grill and Cantina for San Diego's best happy hour. You'll find food and drink specials on the 3 4 and $5 menu every day from 3 to 7, 9 till close, and all day Sunday and Monday. Visit On the Board of Mission Valley, Mira Mesa, El Cajon, and Escondido. You know, Dutch, with high expectations can come uh, high anxiety, especially especially if things aren't going well. You reference it uh, as a slump during the three-game losing streak. Were you concerned at all from a snowball effect that those can have of what your team may look like against Colorado State last night? Or, or did you sense, did you feel that you would get the output that you got in that big win? I mean, you're always worried about it. You know, losses can build on top of losses, just like yeah. winning can build winning. You know, you get your confidence so high, you never think you're going to lose. And then when you lose two or three, you know, you think, oh, no, here we go again. We're going to lose another one. So... Uh, as much as you want to pretend it's not a case, it is the case. So it's up to me to try to set the tone that, uh, you know, we're better than we're playing. I think we're the best team in the Mountain West. We have to believe that. We have to play like that. So that's the message I'm delivering. I'm not trying to to uh, uh, make them think they're worse than they are because we've lost games. We played well in every one of those games and gave our chance our, our, uh, ourselves an opportunity to win those games. So when you don't win them, you can't oversimplify and say we only lost because of this last minute. You have to tie it all into 40 minutes and say if we continue to play 40 minutes, it'll work out, even though we'll have close games. So I'm trying to deliver a positive message. It's just my nature as a person. So I'm trying to be positive yet honest with them at the same time. Can it be difficult as a coach? And I don't know how much uh, uh, press you read. I don't know how much you, how much you listen to things. But it can be difficult, especially when you have – you know, you, you had leads in the last five minutes of those three losses that you had consecutively. But the other team has to make baskets as well. The other team has to perform for them to have comeback victories. It happens all across sports. Do you ever feel that as a coach, the other team isn't given enough credit for how they performed instead of just your team doing poorly, poorly, poorly? Well, you know how it is. You're, you're only judged by your local media, your local fan base. You know, so in New Mexico, they're celebrating the plays they made. They're not right. writing about, well, San Diego State missed an open shot or they should have done this. They're only celebrating their moments. And, you know, look at what DJ Gay did for San Diego State. Buzzer beater at Colorado State. We all talk about it. Mm-hmm. The last second shot against UNLV. 
So those are the moments we think about, and that's what happens with really good teams. They make really important plays. And so if we'd have made a couple shots in those games, we'd be talking about Trey Cal's great play and Devin Watson's great play. And so you hold out hope and, and you keep working that those moments are yet to come for him this season, that they make those plays. And a week from now, we're talking about what great plays we made down the stretch and what great kids we have that made those plays. Are you talking about last year's UNLV game? Because I know you're preaching 40 minutes. And a year ago in the Mountain West tournament, you, know, you trailed by over 20 points in the second half and then won the game in overtime. Is that going to be a message or has it been a message getting ready for Saturday? Uh, I haven't really talked about it a lot. Maybe just glossed over it. That's something you talk about if they get ahead 10 early yeah. or all of a sudden you look up on the road and they're up 12 in the first half and you just you bring back that thing. Hey, listen, guys. We were down 20 in this exact same building last year and fought back and won the game. So you're never out of a game. Don't, don't ever give in. Stay focused. Keep working. You know, and I delivered that message you know, at the Wooden uh, Legacy against Georgia this year when we got down early, really yeah. early. They were all over us. And I reminded them, hey, listen, it's a 40-minute game. We've been down before. Here's a game we were down. We fought back. So just put it out of your mind. Just keep doing the right things, and we'll play our way back into this thing. So people don't realize it's – Basketball, they always talk about you lose an eight-point lead or a, 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 a ten-point lead. If you watch any basketball at all, that happens every night and every yeah. game. These leads come and go with the three-point shot and the shot clock. Momentum turns in a minute, you know, and, and it happens every night. But sometimes when, when people talk about games, they, they, can't, they can't sense that momentum change. They can't feel the shift. So all they can look is what they understand numerically well they were 10 ahead that's all they can say they didn't say well the other team banked a three in and then they they ran in and 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 got fouled and i didn't think it was a foul they don't understand how different plays can change momentum of a game it's not as simple as just you were ahead this many they don't there's a rhythm to every game and there's runs by each team and so hopefully you have more runs in the end than the other team has it's brian dutcher show on extra 1360 fox sports san diego we are live from on the border in mission valley come eat come drink uh, and come talk some Aztecs hoops with us. We'd love to see you. Also, you can jump in on the phones, 570-1360, 570-1360. Talk to Dutch directly as we are live currently and, again, at On the Border. You know, Dutch, uh, Las Vegas is an interesting town. Um, and I think it, it, it may be changing in some regards in, in what people know or feel about that city when they travel there, an NFL team and now have an NHL team. But it is what it is. We know what Las Vegas uh, initially represented. How much does that affect your travel time? How much does it affect where you stay? Does it have zero effect at all? Do you try to get in and out as quickly as possible? Any trip we make, we try to get in and out really quick so we can get back to class or we don't miss class time. You so know, you guys don't have any pool time in, in Vegas? No, no, no pool time. <laughs> we always try to stay at a non-gaming facility as much as, you know, we don't worry about the gambling, but it's... When you stay at one of those places, it takes you a half an hour to walk to your room from the lobby, <laughs> where if you can pull up to a, just a regular hotel, you can get from the lobby to your room in five minutes. And sure. so it's just maximizing the time, getting them in the rooms, getting them to rest. And then, uh, you know, Las Vegas is changing as far as UNLV is concerned. You know, it used to be UNLV was Las Vegas. If you wanted a sporting event, you went to Vegas basketball. And now they're finding they're competing for their dollar. They have the NHL in town right. with the beautiful new arena and suites, and they got the NFL coming to town. So UNLV is not the only show in town anymore. No, MMA and galore. MMA, so yeah. it's a sporting town, and they're getting professional sports in there. And so UNLV is going to have to do what we all do. They're going to have to put a product on the floor that people are going to want to see or they're going to spend their money elsewhere. And so... It's a big challenge for their university and their athletic program right now. You know, every team is unique to, to other teams, but you've had so much success against UNLV here over the years, right? 11 consecutive victories against the Rebels. Uh, what sticks out in allowing you to have success against UNLV as continually as you've been able to do it here recently against the Rebels? Yeah, we've won 11 straight, and that's almost unheard of. Yeah. And uh, to beat anybody 11 straight times. Yeah, so <laughs> hopefully 12 on Saturday. But, you know, it's... Uh, it's just we've had great teams. Yeah. You know, we're on a, a great stretch of Aztec basketball over the last 10 or so years. Mm -hmm. So when you have good product, you have good teams, you have teams that play the right way and, and, and go to work every day, you're going to win a lot of games. And so uh, we've been fortunate enough to have Vegas's number, even in games where we got behind 20, mm -hmm. and we found ways to win. So hopefully that magic will continue and we'll continue to 
outwork and outperform teams uh, down the stretch here where we come up with a lot of victories. We get on a win streak. Matt Mitchell is a, is a true freshman, right? Yes. Yeah, because I was listening. He did a great interview earlier today on Extra 13.6. I don't know if you heard it. He was on uh, just past 5 o'clock with the Loose Cannons. And, you know, you've, you're 12 and 7, so you've played 19 games. I'm terrible at math, but I can pull that off. 19 <laughs> games. And you know, if you look at someone like Matt, a true freshman, I mean, last year he was playing high school basketball. This year he's on a team that's beating Gonzaga. And at some point in time, you know, every time you make a jump we have, for guys who go from college to the pro ranks, there, there's a wall that you hit because it is more. Are you close to the time where you could be concerned about freshmen or younger players with how deep you are into the season? And is there a wall that you ever hit? You know, there's two ways to look at it. You can say they're hitting a wall or you can say they're no, no longer freshmen because they played 19 games. Now they're playing like sophomores. So that's how I choose to look at it, that uh, our freshmen, all this experience is not going to, tire them out but it's going to prepare them for our stretch run that they're getting better they're learning how to play and uh we're trying to manage them in practice where we're not wearing ourselves out getting ready for a game that we're teaching as much as we can but yet keeping our legs fresh for the games and i think matt and jalen are just continuing to get better every time they step on the floor i don't you know i I think as you watch them you're not saying wow they've had a little slip you every time you see okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Wow, is he getting better? How is he doing that? He gets better every time I see him. And if they continue to do that, then our year is going to be what we want it to be. And they're going to be the type of players that we're going to be talking about uh, two or three years ago as Aztec greats. You know, Jalen's a guy that looks like he could play every single night. I mean, it looks like he, he wants to play, you know, 100 nights in a, in a row when you watch him play. Is it difficult with someone like him? Like, how do you even keep the weight on him during the season? Because there's so much practice. There's so many games. Obviously, in the long term, over a year or two or three, you want to put on weight. Do you try to put weight on him during the season as well, or is it just maintain weight? It's hard to keep weight on during the season. You know, they're all going to drop some weight during the season, and he probably more than anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, we left, you know, we went practice an hour and a half today, then we watched film, and then we sent him to the weight room. They went to the weight room for with uh, Randy Shelton, our strength coach, and they went to the weight room. So there's no, uh, you know, you think, well, they're not going to lift weights during the season. It's too much. They're wearing down, but the weights are important. And so. Jalen was in there with everybody else, and I know they were tired, and I knew they, you know, I know that uh, sometimes it's hard to do all that and then do your academics, but, you know, we had them in there, and they're all working to keep their weight and their strength up as the season goes on. Hey, guys, Permanente San Diego, you've got many easy, convenient options to get and stay healthy from online tools and mobile apps to telephone and video appointments to 24 medical offices and three hospitals. You can count on us to help you live well, be well, and thrive. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll take these phone calls, 570-1360. Questions for Dutcher, whether about Colorado State coming set for UNLV about the season. We also do uh, have questions from the audience here we'll get to as well. More of the Brian Dutcher Show coming up next on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. More from On the Border in Mission Valley. This is the Brian Dutcher Show on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Well, the next Aztecs game you'll hear on Extra 1360 coming up Saturday, 7 p.m. Tip, uh, tip-off time. They'll go up against UNLV, San Diego State 12-7 and after their win last night atop Colorado State, UNLV. Uh, 14-6 and on the year, 3-4. and This should be a great Mountain West Conference matchup. The Brian Dutcher Show on Extra 1360. We'll get uh, more to that game coming up here. Dutch, I do want to ask you because San Diego is celebrating, and rightfully so, and they've been celebrating this man for quite some time. 
uh, Trevor Hoffman with what he was able to accomplish, inducted to the Baseball Hall of Fame, which is very, very cool. I don't know if you had much, uh, much chance to you know, follow Hoffman's career. I know you've been here for about 20 years, and if you've had a chance to meet Trevor much. You know, I don't think I've had a chance to really spend time with Trevor, but I, I love watching him pitch. Those are the memories. I mean, what better walk-up song than Hell's Bells yeah. and watch Trevor come out of the bullpen, both at uh, Qualcomm and then at Petco, and to watch him jog from the bullpen out onto the mound. and It's just electric. I mean, I, without even having thrown a pitch, just that moment of watching him run in just sends chills down your spine. Yeah, it really does. You think about what Hoffman obviously accomplished uh, in San Diego. We look ahead to UNLV. This is a team that this year – and over time, lost to Arizona. They've beaten Illinois. Um, they, they've done some really good things, especially out of conference. Uh, when you look at them, what are the things that concern you on, on Saturday night? Two senior guards. Mm-hmm. You know, Mooring, who's always played well against us. Last year, he had huge games against us. Yeah. And now he slid over to play the two guard. They have a point guard, a fifth-year point guard that sat out last year that is as fast from end to end as anybody we're going to see. And so we've already devoted some time in practice today to tries to slow him down. And they make a basket, and you look up, and two seconds after the ball goes in, he's already got the ball down our throats at the rim. And so we've worked hard trying to contain that. Uh, Brandon McCoy, yeah, San, Diego San Diego kid, Cathedral Catholic, McDonald's All-American, is having a really, really nice freshman year for him. And I'm sure he'll have a little extra incentive uh, with playing the Aztecs, the San Diego team. So it'll, it'll present a lot of great challenges that uh, we will be up for. You know, coaches are always looking for uh, opportunities to motivate a team. Uh, there, you know, there's a, there's a great video of Bill Belichick uh, in a Super Bowl they were heading into where the team, and it was in the paper, the team had already planned the route of the parade, what streets they were going to go down and everything. And there's a great video of Bill Belichick reading the, the parade route to his team as they're getting ready for the game. I'm assuming UNLV and their coaching staff won't have a difficult time motivating the Rebels, 11 consecutive victories for the Aztecs, so 11 consecutive losses for UNLV. That's ugly. That, that's a pretty easy motivating factor right there to get your team for being, I mean, that's, that's bad. Yeah. You've handled them. <laughs> I mean, 11 straight. At media day, Mooring, the guard, said the two things I want to do this year is beat San Diego State and beat Nevada because he remembered those moments. Yeah. And so we tell our guys the same thing. You know, this, how would you feel? You were playing a team that had beat you 11 straight times. You know what they're going to bring. If you don't match that, it's going to be a long night. So we use it in a reverse way that uh, you know they're going to be mad. You know what they're going to bring. Think of what you would bring in that moment and match that intensity. And so we use it to our advantage, too. And uh, one of those moments that's interesting, when we were at Michigan and uh, we were playing Ohio State uh, to go to a Final Four and – They had beaten us twice that year. We had the Fab Five. They had Jimmy Jackson, and we are in a ticket meeting. And I remember there were three of us from Michigan there, me, uh, Jeff Long, our associate athletic director, and and maybe a business manager. And across the table were like 14 people from Ohio State. And they were like, okay, now where are we going to get our tickets? Now how can we pick those up? Okay, what hotel are we staying at? And I leaned over. I said, they actually think they're going to beat us again. And we end up beating them. So that, that's my kind of moment. Like is like they were all discussing how they were going to pick up all these things at the Final Four. And I just turned and I said, I don't think, you know, they believe that they're going to get beat tomorrow. And then we end up beating them going to the Final Four. So that's that kind of moment I had when it's kind of in slow motion. Sure. But I got a good chuckle out of that. Is that a rivalry, Michigan-Ohio State? <laughs> it, it, I know be, it is in football. It's growing. Yeah, growing. I know it is in football. What are some of the motivational techniques you would use before a game? Like what type of – you making speeches, or you, is it short and sweet? What do, you, what do you do in the moments leading up to a game when you talk to your team uh, just prior to taking the floor? Everyone's a little different, you know. It might be a, a saying I, I pull from, you know, uh, uh, Lombardi or, or Wooden or something like that, and something that will provoke thought. It's not yelling at them or screaming at them. It's trying to get them to think a little bit, take some ownership in it. You know, what does this mean to you? You know, here's why we're going to do this. You know, let's, you know, it, it depends on the game. Mm-hmm. And if we've lost a couple, it might be different than if we're winning three or four in a row, I might have a different approach. So it's all game by game, and it's whatever strikes me as the mood of the team and, and who we're playing, what needs mm-hmm. to be said. All right, let's go to some of the questions from our audience here. Our first one comes in from Jonah. Jonah wants to know uh, very simply, how healthy uh, are the Aztecs for Saturday's game against UNLV? 
I would say 100% right now. Nice. I always say right now because we got another practice. Right. We got another, another day on campus with all these other students. So I think we're pretty good at leading in that game. And like I said, we're trying to rest some legs, you know, rest Malik a little, rest Trey a little bit. And so, so they're fresh on Saturday. Uh, this one comes in from David. How do you prep for a high altitude? I don't know if you can. There is no prep. I mean, uh, <laughs> Mark Ziegler, who writes about us for the Union Tribune, you know, he's done a lot of research on this because he does a lot of soccer stuff, yeah. too. And his, his thoughts are, and, and he's tried to back it up scientifically, that if you play uh, from after arrival within 24 to 36 hours, the effects are, are less. Once you're past 36 hours, it takes two weeks to acclimate. Really? And so, you know, we try to get in the night before and, and play within that 24-hour window. What's the science behind that? Do you know? I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. You know, they have we, – he's even talked to me about in uh, South America when they play at elevation, they try to write in contracts where that team has to come in two days before the game, and the team that's playing there always fights them. They don't want to come in until the day of the game. <laughs> and so, you know, altitude affects everybody differently, you know, and uh, – I remember Kawhi Leonard always used to get sick at BYU. There were two times we went there. We had to actually give him IVs just to keep him hydrated and ready to play. He was so sick. And this game this year, Jeremy Hemsley was able, yeah. unable to play at Wyoming and Laramie at 7,200 feet. And as soon as we got back to San Diego, we felt pretty good. So, you know, as much as you can pre- pretend it doesn't exist, it does. It affects everybody differently depending on your body type and your genetics. And so it is a factor. And I'd like to think – the reason we won a lot of Mountain West Conference titles is when we got rid of travel partners, we used to have to go to Utah, then BYU, and then we'd go Colorado State, then Wyoming, and then we'd go Air Force and, and, and New Mexico, and we'd spend four days because they were travel partners at altitude. So by the time we got to the second game, we wouldn't even recognize our team. Like, why are we so sluggish? So that gets back to the thing that Mark Ziegler used to talk about. Once you get past 36 hours, the effects hit you harder and it takes two weeks to acclimate. And so that second game on the swing, we'd always seem to be running in quicksand. And we've gotten rid of travel partners, so we're going only one game and then home and then one game and home. So we're not out on the road three weeks at al- or four days at altitude. We're always coming back, and I think that really helped us uh, with our, our scheduling and winning these titles over the years. That's kind of interesting because when you think about you know professional sports baseball teams on the road for seven or ten days or in the NBA you have a swing, right, like that West Coast swing. And it seems to make sense because, well, you don't want to go to the West Coast you know, four different times if you do it two different times. But it's actually advantageous. You'd rather have the travel, the one-off games, the one-off Absolutely. flights. Absolutely. Two, two at a time. Absolutely. With the altitude, I'd rather go and yep. come back than spend three or four days at altitude trying to play because I've seen the effects. and. and and then is there the hurdle you talked about? There's a physical hurdle, right? Because people deal with altitude in different ways. But then there's the mental hurdle of every one of these buildings has signage and people tell they're wearing shirts that say we're seven thousand feet up. I mean, there are mental hurdles, right, of winning anywhere on the road, but even maybe more difficult when they tell you, oh, it's hard to breathe here. Yeah, I mean, with that being said, like <laughs> New Mexico is famous for that, but San Diego State has more wins in the pit than any other school in the right. country. <laughs> And we've had great success in Laramie. It's not every year. Obviously, it's a road game, so it's never going to be easy. But of all those places, I don't think anybody's had greater success than San Diego State. It's like your peach pit. That's a great uh, bear those down to an O reference, if anybody picked up on that. Nobody, obviously. Somebody out there did. Dutch, uh, your thoughts (laughs) about the Mountain West Conference. One of the questions here, again, what are your thoughts about the Mountain West Conference play so far? I think Nevada's played great. But with that being said, Wyoming got them in Laramie last night in double overtime. And I think there's a lot of parity. I don't think there's a lot of separation. So I think it's going to be a long, hard-fought season uh, for not only trying to win the conference, but trying to get out of that playing game, to play up in the standings. And I think it's going to shift from week to week, depending on who you're playing, where you're playing them, and when you're playing them. So there's going to be a lot of movement in the standings, and that's just all part of uh, parity arriving to the Mountain West Conference. Every team can, can compete with any other team in this conference, and has shown it already. And so we have to be prepared every time we play a game that uh, it's going to take our best to win, and, and we've got to be able to do that on a consistent basis. How have you had so much success in the preseason tournaments and then also in the conference tournaments and then later in uh, postseason tournaments as well when you're playing a Thursday, then a Friday, or a Thursday, then a Saturday? Because we've talked about, listen, to the team, we've got we to gotta get the priorities down as we prepare with two or three days of preparation. How do you handle it in the Mountain West tournament when you play Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, what are you teaching? What are you taking away in that 24-hour stretch? Well, the advantage of the conference tournament is we've basically seen every opponent already, already. twice. 
So we just put clips of our two games with that opponent, kind of show them what we were successful with, what they had you know, trouble with when we ran offense, what we had trouble guarding. And so the turnaround's pretty quick. I think if it was all new opponents every day, it's a little bit more challenging. You just try to shorten the game plan and maybe not be as specific and just say these are the two things we have to do if we want to win. Rebound and get back, something like that. Get back in transition. Don't give them easy baskets and transition. Make it a half-court game. It can be as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Visit On the Border Mexican Grill and Cantina for San Diego's best. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Best happy hour, you'll find food and drink specials on the 3 4 and $5 menu every day from 3 to 7 p.m., 9 till close, and all day Sunday and Monday. Visit on the border of Mission Valley, Mira Mesa, El Cajon, and Escondido. That's where we are now currently at on the border. John Schaefer, Judson Richards here, and head coach Brian Dutcher of San Diego State as they get set for UNLV if you want to jump in 570-1360. Coming up on the other side, we'll get to some more of these questions. Also, we will get into looking ahead in the season and how Dutch feels like the rest of the schedule lays out that San Diego State has facing them. That's coming up next on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. This is the Brian Dutcher Show, live from on the border in Mission Valley on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Well, the Aztecs back in winning ways with a dominant one last night against Colorado State. Judson Richards and John Schaefer here. We are sitting uh, right next to that basketball coach Brian Dutcher inside the Brian Dutcher Show on Extra 1360. Still time to get in, 570-1360. San Diego State will take on the Running Rebels, 14-6 uh, and six on the year for uh, the Running Rebels. By the way, it is just the Running Rebels for the basketball team. The rest of the teams there at UNLV are just oh, the Rebels. Interesting. I went there first semester before the baseball coach told me to go away, So, I did, but I did <laughs> learn that. Uh, San Diego State, 12-7 and seven on the year, again, 4-4 four and four inside conference play. Tip-off at 7 o'clock, pregame show pre- uh, begins at 6.30 with our very own John Schaefer. So Schaefer will be holding it down uh, Saturday. Tune in. This should be a fun one. You know, San Diego State, I I did want to give a shout-out, by the way, to Darren Wong in the media department at San Diego State. Because, John, you, you've done game notes before, right? You, oh, yeah. you, you Takes know. a lot of time. Oh, my Mike goodness. How many, how many hours has Mike has spent working on game notes? <laughs> thousands and thousands. Yeah? You're, like, you're like a game notes expert. So you know <laughs> that San Diego State turns out some of the best yeah. game notes in the country no question. Yep. of any program. So notes that I have in front of me, like, we love game notes because it makes us sound a lot smarter. Yep. So when I say things like, did you know San Diego State's seven-game win streak at UNLV is the longest by any Mountain West team over another in league history, I like people to envision me pouring over box scores and like <laughs> figuring this out on my own. Uh, luckily, uh, the great media department at San Diego State puts it together for us, so we all sound a lot smarter. So thank you to them. Dutch, I wanted to ask you, when you look at the schedule after UNLV, does it affect the way you prepare, the way you do anything, or do you have do you not even look of who's up next until after the outcome of UNLV comes about? I'm usually one game looking ahead, not much further than that. The thing I like about after UNLV is we have our bye week. So we play Saturday, and then we don't play to the following Saturday. The other thing I like about that is Air Force runs a Princeton system, which is different than anything we fa- face in any other team. So sometimes, even though their record may not reflect it. They require a special attention so you don't slip up against them because what they run is atypical from what you see in any other team. So I do look ahead, and I like the extra prep time leading into Air Force. Uh, were you keeping your eye at all on the situation involving Air Force's men's basketball team not being able to play last weekend against Fresno because of the government shutdown? Was that at all a concern that future Air Force games may have been in jeopardy, including two games you still have against Air Force later this year? Yeah, yeah. Well... We, I think we have them in that three-week budget window, so if they shut it down again, maybe <laughs> we'll fine. already have them played. So we'll worry about that in three weeks. If we play them at that three-week window, maybe we'll, we won't have to go there, which I would love. <laughs> Dutch, when you, when you go up against a, an athlete around the Mountain West Conference that is from San Diego uh, and it's someone that you'd love to have at your program, someone that you recruited, what's that like? I mean, is, is that where you feel a big miss when it's a local guy who goes somewhere to do big things? No, not if, if 
if we've done everything in our power to convince them this is the best place for them, they choose to go somewhere else, that's their decision. You know, the only thing I'm actually concerned about, and it's kind of interesting, is like, I like Brandon, you know, because I spent a lot of time with Brandon at the high school. <laughs> but to see him before the game, you know, uh, I'll probably give him somewhat of a cold shoulder because I don't want my kids seeing that, hmm. look at Coach, why is he so friendly with Brandon McCoy? <laughs> so even though I like Brandon and I will spend time with him after the game or congratulate him on his efforts during the game, even though the Aztecs won, uh, <laughs> uh, I won't do that much before the game. What about the battles in general in San Diego? Because there's so much talent, not just San Diego, but within, what, 30 or 60 or 100 miles of here. What are those like? It has to be a challenge to keep players local, but obviously there's a lot of opportunities for you to get kids local. Yeah, it's the hardest part of the job. It's the sales part of the job. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, go, you go for a kid, and he's got uh, UCLA and Oregon and Oregon State on his list and Arizona and San Diego State and maybe UNLV and – you all want that same kid, and you all make your sales pitch, and you all put your best foot forward. But in the end, he can only pick one school, and then he picks a school, and how are you going to say anything because he's going to USC? That's a great school too. So these kids, most of the time, only have good choices. You may yeah. not be their choice, but it doesn't mean because that's because they made a bad choice. They just have to make the best choice for them. And fortunately, uh, we have got our fair share of very good players here. That's very obvious. Hey, it's time. Get up and go to San Diego Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Mission Valley between the 163 and 805. We're online at sandiegojeep.com, a Sun Road dealership. You know, Dutch, when you, uh, I mean, you've got young athletes, right? You've got, you've got college players, and they had a big win uh, uh, last night. This was a team that performed incredibly well. How do you sort of ride that middle ground between too low, too high, where sometimes when you're 18 to 22-year-olds, your life is the too low and too highs? That's it, yeah. You, you have to do the balance. And like I said, we, we complimented him on a great offensive performance, but yet we told him at the same time, we're not going to get to where we want to get unless we play better defensively. And that has to be more consistently. It has to be all the time. And then we came out and practiced today, and I didn't think we were particularly great at some things we did defensively, and we challenged him again. So it's, it's a, a constant monitoring of your team. You know, sometimes you don't get the great effort every day. Not everybody that goes to work works the same every day. If they do, then they're a professional. And so these kids, sometimes they have an off day, and it's up to uh, me and the coaching staff to not accept that and to push them harder. So uh, I didn't get the effort I wanted throughout all the practice. Now, that doesn't mean 80% of it wasn't good, but the 20% I wanted better has to be better, and that's just coaching. And so we pick, and, we pick the times where we deliver the message we think is appropriate. You said yesterday, uh, we need to pick up a game on the road. We, we gave away that Fresno State game at home. We need to be really good at home, and we need to find a way to steal some games on the road. Do you, you feel as if this team is now – I mean, they've been in all these road games. You've won on the road this year. They've been coin flip games, the Boise State game. Uh, you feel as if you're kind of destined to pick up a, a road win or two here in the league uh, over the next couple of weeks? We have to. If we yeah. want to be the team we say we want to be, we have to win on the road. And the teams at the top of the standings – uh, Nevada undefeated at home, Boise undefeated at home, uh, New Mexico undefeated at home. So we've got a home loss, and, and that hurts. So now we have to go out, and we have to steal more than one road win. We have to go get this one Saturday, and if we don't, we have to, we have to win our home games, and we have to go steal some road wins if we want to get in the race. We're live from on the border on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego for the Brian Dutcher Show on Extra 1360. Come on out. Also, jump in 570-1360 on the phone lines as well. You know, Dutch, I don't know how much coaching is uh, like the tech world or whatever you may need to do to keep up with the times. Do you find yourself reading books that that, that coaches you respect have written? Uh, Do you find yourself studying it much, or have you just been groomed to be in the position that you're in currently? You know, I'm doing a lot more video stuff. You know, I'll go online and I'll, I'll pull up, you know, ball screen plays from the ball t- uh, Boston Celtics or out-of-timeout plays, and they're all online. You can find plays all the time and what works and what percentage they work, and you try to see if your personnel matches what they do, and you try to pull stuff online X and O-wise. It's all out there, you know, and so you're looking for that one magic play that gives you a basket to win a game and or a style of play where you say, I've got a lot of shooters. Hmm. Who plays like us? Who 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 around the country has a similar lineup that's had great success. And so maybe it's not as much motivational stuff from books, although I, I read a lot of the wooden stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more like trying to find a style of play on tape and, and see if it fits our personality and, 
and not try to create an offense, but find someone that's had success running something already where I'm not trying to uh, create my own, but I'm, I'm looking at someone that's had great success and try to mimic some of the things they do. I was going to say, do you have a favorite book on, on coaching uh, throughout your life? But uh, John Wooden book, uh, John, John Wooden would be the one. You know, we worked a lot of the uh, Wooden Pyramid of Success, and uh, his, uh, he's got a family member that says out, sends out a Wooden Wisdom thing uh, once every couple of weeks. Hmm. And it just is a building block or quotes from Wooden about uh, life and what he had success with and what he believed in. And so I always look forward to getting that about once every two weeks to uh, read up. And sometimes I weave that into what we're going through during that particular time. How has video changed the game? Because obviously 30 years ago, games were on TV, but not every game was on TV. So when you think about your time at Michigan to now current day San Diego State, how has video changed what, what coaches around the country are doing? Just calling it video dates me. I don't know if there's a, such a thing. It's online. What, what would you call it? Online. Uh, oh, you don't call it video. What do you call it? I, I I'm think studying you would. tape. I don't know. I'm not that young either. <laughs> okay, so there you go. We're we're all out of it right now. That's funny. VHS. But, uh, you know, I remember when my dad was the was the coach at the University of Minnesota, and they might actually get a get actual reel to reel film on two or three games a year, and it take a week or two to develop. And so back then, you had to go out on the road and scout the team you're going to play, and try to as the game was going on at game speed, write down what they were running and and figure out, you know. Where what player was going here and there, and you're watching it. There was no TV. There was no recording off TV. You had to pick it up by watching it. And, and I thought coaching was more difficult back then. You had to have a real eye for the game and be able to make adjustments quick. Or some team would come in and put two new plays in, and you wouldn't see them, and they'd be running, and you're like, what did they just do? What happened there? How'd that guy get open? What, what's going on? Now it's like oversaturated. Everything right. the other team does, we have a thousand times over. So we know how many times they run it, who shoots it on the play, do they go left, do they go right, and it's way too much information. So I actually think it's easier to coach now than it used to be, where you actually had to know the game and make adjustments as it was happening. Now anything a guy runs, you already know they're running it. You know the play call, and and you're prepared for most anything. That's why I think it's important to try to run up and down and get up and down the floor because set pieces, as much as you think a set piece, you would score more on it your chances of scoring are better on a broken floor before the defense is set. I'm sure at times now you do try to keep it simple as well, right? Although you have it at your fingertips, you don't always want to use it. I mean, keep it simple a little bit. These players that you have, some of them, they are born to play the game of basketball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want their talents to, to reign supreme, and you want to give them that, we say freedom within framework. You want a framework, but they have to say, I'm supposed to go over here, but if this guy jumps to this side, I have, the, I have to have the freedom to drive the basketball to where they're not standing. So it's that freedom within framework that, that great teams do that make them very difficult to, to guard and to beat. Freedom within framework. I like that a lot. I hope we were able Wrote to do that today on this radio show. Good stuff. Dutch, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Thank guys. You, all right, there he is. The Brian Dutcher Show right here on Extra 1360. Thank you all for coming out to On the Border as well. And we'll be back with you Thursday at 6 o'clock. The Aztecs, 7 o'clock Saturday night. They're taking on UNLV. You'll hear it right here on Extra 1360. John, thank you. Thank to everybody you. out there, have a wonderful rest of the night. This has been the Brian Ducker Show, brought to you by Kaiser Permanente. Live well, be well, and thrive. SD Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. It's time. Get up and go to San Diego Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Mission Valley between the 163 and 805. Or online at sandiegojeep.com. This has been a presentation of Fox Sports Properties and Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.